Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie. Matter of Faction, episode 11. We're past, we're over the hump, we're into double digits. Legs 11, here we are. I was thinking Ocean's 11, but you know. Ooh, that's... What kind of heist podcast are we. Well, let's, let's, let's put this out there, right? If okay. you're making a, an Ocean's 11 remake oh. featuring metal or heavy music musicians who would you have Devin Townsend obviously he's the strategist with the computers and all that because he's smart so who's who is Danny Ocean though oh okay the sexy looking guy Keith Buckley every time I die you can't go past him okay well who's the Brad Pitt character okay blonde guy Spencer Chamberlain or David De La Hoz from Witherin Bellhaven wow yeah that's a good call bring it to a local level yeah who else is in that movie uh the two brothers Oh, yeah, yeah, the goofy ones. Yeah, the goofy ones. The Madden brothers. Would you dare? (laughs) Yes. Like, if you need to kill off a character, at least you've got those two boys. Well, talking about their solo album, not so much the Good Charlotte stuff. (laughs) And then you need a brawny kind of guy. Uh, Fozzie. Yeah, okay. He's a wrestler. Yeah, there you go. And he can act as well, too. No! The guy from Harm's Way. Oh, Rigman. Yes. I can never oh remember his name, God. but anyone who's ever seen any of the photos from Unify, yeah. this guy is a unit. He's a brick wall. Like You, you walk past this guy and you go, I want to be like you because of he, he, he's built like a brick it house. Is, it is weird. I, I will admit, I love seeing it, but I will admit it is very odd seeing someone in hardcore being that fit. And yeah, that- yeah built like because moshing uh, and throwing down is weird but then like if you're like (laughs) like it's a weird movement anyway but then like if you're that built and you're that big he does those movements look even weirder because you look a little more stiff and a little more but man what would what a what an absolute you listen to his voice you you see how he looks you know would you criticize this guy's music exactly man he, (laughs) he really commands a crowd it's so good well Formalities out the way, you know. There's wow. there's a future idea if anyone wants to get into making movies with metal stars or metal stars wanting to make movies. And funnily enough, talking about that, we're going to talk about one that Fred Durst is making yeah. in a few minutes' time. So this could have been terrible, but the trailer that came out it actually makes it look really enjoyable. I'm so into it. I'm really looking forward to the movie now. I clicked on the link, thinking, okay, let's go down this rabbit Here's hole. Sharknado, but like yeah. metal form, yeah, and. Really pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, okay, I want to see that. Awesome. Well, let's talk about that in a second. But right now, let's throw to the newsroom. Ebony's got the uh, heavy news. What's happening? Blink-182's new album, Nine, will be out September 20. There's not a lot of excitement around this, to be honest, and fans are really divided. And we just need them to take a leaf out of their own book and say, what's my age again? Now, the second lineup has dropped for Big Sound 2019, and we get a bunch of heavier bands. The first lineup was good, but we think this is a lot better. We've got Wither, The Gloom in the Corner, Freedom of Fear, Wreath, Red Hook, and Nettie. So we're super excited for this year. It'll be taking place September 3 to 6 in the Valley. Just across the river in New Zealand, we have Metalcore and Genty Boys, Seas of Conflict. They've released a banging new song called Eventide, and we really like it. It's really good, and the video is the first part in a two-part story, which will be concluded in their next release. They're making big waves in New Zealand at the moment. They've supported Polaris, Northlane, and Alien Weaponry, so we know they're going to be New Zealand's next big thing. Some big news this week was the Ned Flanders metal band, Oakley Dokley. They're finally coming to Australia in 2020. They'll be joined by Dr. Colossus, who are an Aussie doom metal band, and this tour has been a long time coming. And everything is coming up Millhouse for those keen to go. 
Brisbane band The Brave have reimagined their song Aura to coincide with their upcoming Australian tour. The original was very atmospheric and quite similar to what Landon tours from The Plot In You is doing with his solo stuff, but with this reimagined version, they've heavied it up, and we might just like this version better. Have a listen, tell us what you reckon. And I don't know if anyone knows Skyway, but they're a Gold Coast pop punk band who went on hiatus way back in 2013. Fans might remember they came up around the same time as Parkway Drive and Tonight Alive. But recently there's been some activity on social media, including a brand new Instagram account where they've been posting old photos, albums, and there's a reunion photo up there too. So what's going on? We'll have to wait and find out. That's it. That's all the news we have. Until next week, stay heavy. Thanks, Ebony. Uh, One thing that sort of happened, um, which Ebony didn't touch on, and we are, like, excited. Like, we we like to fanboy, I would say. Yeah. Grown men, like, uh, children at a Wiggles concert, essentially. (laughs) When this song, or these songs that we heard for the first time came about, we collectively lost it. Skinned is back, and she is more brutal than ever before. Yeah. It's really cool. Like, she's been teasing all week that there is new music or something new yeah. coming. Didn't reveal what it was. Just Didn't said, reveal. stick just around. Just sign up. Sign up to my email list. Uh, July 26th, there's something coming. And what we've just found is that it's a, basically a three-track EP or release that features Jim Jones that we've already heard. The big song, yep. The big song. And then two further tracks. Again, going down that theme of the serial killers or the... Or murderers. Yeah, that's it. Um, that true crime vibe. And so we've got two tracks. One is called Tyler Hadley, and the other is called Catherine Knight. And the Catherine Knight one has an Australian flavour to it. Yeah, this is the, the woman who murdered her husband, and she's still in jail right now. She's the first woman to be sentenced to life for murder. Without parole. Here in Australia. So we do know that Skinned actually came to Australia, and that's how she came across Father, because she was researching these people to write these songs about. So Father being the producer and other musicians. The man behind the in, scenes, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. So it's not being confirmed if she came to Australia to try and interview Catherine for this song, and that's how they met, or if Perhaps she, she was, was just researching. This is what I think it might be, but we have an Australian reference now to throw to skin. We have a reason for her to have that sort of personal connection nowadays. It's so interesting. And I I really, I really hope that there's an opportunity for her to come down to Australia to play. I'd love to see all of the um, like press and angles and everything that might come out of this and that she's released this song regarding an Australian criminal or or an Australian, uh, you know, identity and being the the first woman to be sentenced in this way like gives it a real tangible uh, sort of press it makes, angle it makes it more I'm not going to say like more interesting, but it makes it more, okay, well, this was one of the very first that Australia ever had. So that's, you know, not to glorify what happened, well, of course. you know, it's, it's made her infamous. And now this song with Skin will put her out there to, to tell her story in a yeah. way, I guess you could say, but through the way that Skin does her creepy music yeah. style and not just, you know, this song and what she's done with Jim Jones in the past, but the new song with Tyler Hadley, um, there's that element now where she's brought in the band. In the past, it's been that sort of heavy, droney instrumental, Industrial sort of stuff, yeah. This has the the rock, the instruments behind mm. it, the drums, the guitar. Like, I admit that I liked Jim Jones, but I love this. I, yeah. I absolutely love this Tyler Hadley story. And even the story behind it, you know, this is a guy who uh, murdered his parents, threw a party at his house. Yeah, not all these mates. hours later. Yeah, 
told all his mates to come over and then, you know, had a few beers or whatnot and told his best mate. And that's how he got caught the next morning. Like, it's an insane story to think that this happened and only happened back in 2011. So it's still a freshie. It's still a fresh story. Yeah. So now we're sort of at this point where we've got Skinned who's telling these stories as opposed to, you know, true crime podcasts. Who has yeah. time to listen to them nowadays? Yeah. Where you can listen to this in under four minutes and get an idea of what actually happened. And then dig metal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do your own research. That's what I like about this. I really feel like this genre is the perfect medium to yes. tell these stories. Yeah. It's possibly the only style of music that is going to get under your skin enough and give you that that tension, that darkness. Can you imagine this, the, the show as well? You all cram yourself into like a really tight venue, maybe 500, 600 plus, whatever it might yeah. be. The lights, the, the, what, the stage presence, everything that's on stage. Because you look at her when she comes out and performs, she's got the full face makeup yeah. on. Parts of her face are blacked out. It, it looks mental. There's a real opportunity there, for I think, for some really atmospheric yes. uh, and creepy vibes. And I, I'm so here for it. Well, whoever brings her down, you need to turn it into like a funhouse kind of escapade. Oh, so that would be so cool. Say, for example, everyone's lined up outside. You're walking through the foyer. There's things that jump out at you. That yeah. kind of thing. Like get your adrenaline pumping and then you go watch the show yeah. and you walk away. It then becomes more of an experience than watching a show. So, so great. I think the future of Skinned is here. And yeah, yep. she's definitely sinking her nails into the music scene and, and not going anywhere. So yep. let's see what she's going to do next. Sick. I'm here for it. Of Mice and Men announced their new album, um, but stay with me here. All right. The new album is called Earth and Sky. Yep. Uh, the title track from the new song they put out a music video is called Earth and Sky. Yep. But Earth and Sky, the album, is spelt Earth and Sky together, no spaces. So like, okay. Earth and Sky. <laughs> Earth and Sky. We watched the video clip here in the office this afternoon, myself and Ophelia, and we noted that this release seems far more metal metal mm-hmm. than than having those sort of metal core elements yes. than previous. This seems a lot more older style metal. Like the chugginess. Yeah. yeah more so than the, the, the... Well, there's screams in it. Let's admit yeah, that. Yeah, no, exactly. True, yeah. But- and the band have said that they wanted, to, they wanted to explore this. They wanted to do more metal songs and not just be known right. and classified as like a metal core band. And, okay. you know, this being the third story of the um, saga that they're telling. How to Survive was the first one. Mushroom Cloud was the next one. So, yeah, this is sort of telling a story about how the end of the world has hit, the mushroom cloud hits, wars happen, and now you're in the sky trying to get away from it. So that kind Ah. of saga and story there, which I don't... Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think of Mice and Men have done that sort of storytelling before. No, and, I mean, to me, that invokes a little bit of, uh, like, Coheed and Cambria. Yes, yeah. So maybe, maybe this is a, you know, you, you get something like, you know, Gerard Way has created the Umbrella Academy, uh, not necessarily yep, with yep, music, yep. but he's got that. Coheed and Cambria have created their whole... Their comic book series. Comic book series with the and music, alongside yeah. the music. And, you know, and, and was, I can't remember when, but I do remember reading that, like, that particular series is being sort of looked at and optioned for... <laughs> Correct, TV, yes. You know, or a movie series or something. And, you know, maybe this is of Mice and Men's attempt at, you know, attracting someone else to license Chucking this like particular an, story as well. An end of the world type series based around their songs. Yeah, which, they, want, you know, they want to get that Netflix 
dollars. I was gonna all the bands that are out there right now trying to branch into the EDM market. You're doing it wrong. You need to go in the movies. You need yeah. to go into TV yeah. shows. Netflix like, era. That's yeah. exactly right. So you know, they're the ones with some money. And look, and then you write the the music for the soundtracks and all that. And there oh. you go. You've. Oh. It's like what Tom Long is doing with To the Stars. He's been doing it for years, and I've been trying to tell people this, and now people are jumping on board. Yeah, so is he. He's been trying to tell people for years as well. <laughs> Well, funny enough, we mentioned Tom DeLonge. Um, Blink-182 are continuing on without him. We know this. We've accepted this. We all need to move on with our lives. doesn't make it any better. But um, they've put out their new song this week called Dark Side, and they've announced their new album, Nine, which is kind of an interesting title for... Is it the ninth record? Well, you know, you've got Cheshire, Cat and Buddha, which, you know, they're, they're albums, but in some cases, to some people, they're EPs. So, right. you know, it's kind of like, all right, we're going with that. We'll go with that. But does it, I mean, so it, it is their ninth full length? Ninth full length release, yes. Okay. Or let's say so nine doesn't ha- studio release, yeah. Okay, so nine doesn't hold any other significance? There's no, nope, just just album number nine. So it okay. makes sense, but it's also going to divide fans. But with that said, you've got Blink fans already on the division before they even announced yeah, this album. So for a number of reasons. People are going to criticise what they're doing regardless of what they do or say. They could put out a, an album and say, this is free, take it. And yep. people will go, oh, why are they doing that for? Or People always tend to find a negative way to talk about Blink-182. I'm not calling myself Mother Teresa, but you know I'm involved with that as well too. Yeah, but my yeah. reasons are valid. I like this new song. I do. Yeah, ditto. However, it sounds very similar to what... All Time Low were doing back in the day with nothing personal. So it's kind of weird in a way that All Time Low have grown up idolising Blink-182 and now Blink-182 have released a song that sounds like early All Time Low. It's it's a weird... It's a weird segue, It's a weird, a weird thing, like, yeah. throwback. That's yeah. it. Like, it, I, I don't know who... You know, obviously Feldy, John Feldman, they've teamed up with to write this one again. I don't know if Alex or one of the boys from All Time Low jumped in the studio and helped the guys out, but it has that very pop rock kind of all-time lowy kind of feel to it. Right. And we know that Blink are heading this way because you look at Blame It On My Youth, you look at uh, what was the are last single they put out. all these tracks that have been released recently, will they all be on this album? Yep, yep. So this is the fourth track yep. released from an album already. Yes, but Generational Divide was 50 seconds, so you can't really class that as a song, can you? Well, is it I mean, a track on the record? Then that's a track on the record. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a story for another day. But yeah, like I like that song as well too. But once again, it would be better, so much better, if it was a minute more longer. Because yeah. just as you get into it, it's over, and it's like, oh, yeah. it's done. Yeah, yeah, agreed. But yeah, this new album, there's 15 songs on there. Holy shit! Um, which is unheard of for you know a maybe there's punk a bunch album. of 50 second songs this is what i could it could <laughs> be four of these songs might make up like two minutes and there you go there's the album there so this one's getting released on um september 20th okay. and we've we've known this as well because the boys have pretty much like hinted at that for a while given all of these details about this album but this is the next song that's out is it better than california I'm going to say yes already and I'm cool. going to go out on a, a limb and say that because I, I, I feel that all the hostility that came from California with Tom not being involved and Matt Skiba in has died down. People are at that point now where they've Skiba's accepted. settled in. That's it. He's found his He's place. He's found his groove. They're hopefully using him a bit better than what they did on the last yeah, album. Yeah, rather than just like a... 
just like the guy a, who's playing guitar yeah. and singing some harmonies and things like that. The one issue I have as well, I, I don't know how many issues I've said I've got with this album, but I've got a few. <laughs> I love that you've got a lot of issues with it, but you like it better than the last one anyway. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like that, that, you know, if you put up the pros and cons, I'll write like a, a th- I'll write a PhD on why I the hate cons. and love Blink-182. But the thing that I don't like, and I know a lot of people have said this as well, is the simplistic repetition of the lyrics. Okay. So when you listen to the new song, Mark repeats the pre-chorus over and over and over and over and over and over, and that leads you up to the song. Like, that's a good solid 30 seconds when you can chuck in something meaningful Mm. about whatever the song is about and chuck that in there, as opposed to just repeating the same words over and over again. Because he did that in Generational Divide. Is it better? Are you better now? Are you better? You know, I get it. You know, you've got nothing to put there. So stop repeating the same words and just put something more meaningful in it. And then maybe we might respect you a bit more because Tom DeLonge used to be the songwriter who did that. Yeah. That's my, that's what, how I feel. That's what I feel is missing from Blink. Yes, they can write catchy songs, but it's missing that heart and soul. And that's what I feel. So these four songs that have come out so far have been listenable. They've been a real mixed bunch, man. They're all very different um, to each other. I feel that what we don't hear on this album will be the stuff that brings people in, the stuff that gets the fans going, okay, all right, I can get into this. Because we know that, you know, single cell records and all that and how it all works out. It's the songs that don't get released as singles that people remember more. Um, Fred Durst, you love him. I love him. You hate him. You wanted to own a red cap like him at one point in your life? Absolutely did. Did you ever imagine that you would be watching one of his movies? No. Well, just to take one step back, uh, this morning on The Faction, I just, I got the feeling, I got the new metal fever. I saw that. <laughs> and I I slammed an entire hour's worth of Limp Biscuit on The Faction, and then another whole hour of new metal bangers this afternoon. I just, I don't know. People want it. I was in it. the mood. People still love new metal. And I'm not going to lie, got a lot of comments. People were into it. Yep. So there was a nice little throwback there, and then, but to, yeah, the reason why you, was the reason why you did that because of the trailer. Or I was definitely was it... reminded about yep. the biscuit uh, by watching the trailer yesterday. Uh, not the Fred's in the trailer. No, no, but it's he's just... the director of the correct. Film. Yeah, and I've been following him and stalking him on social media since he was down here for Download Festival and okay. the sideshow. So I knew that he's been working with John Travolta on this movie. I have been hearing whispers about this for a while. Yep, but I didn't know what the movie was about. He was very secretive about what he was doing because mm. he's getting around like the set like a, a proper dad. You know, the bucket hat and the floral shirt. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that. And you're like, oh, what, what's he, he cooking does up have here? Whack. Fashion sense, yeah. man. And then he's put out the trailer for The Fanatic, which is essentially about a fanboy, a, a, a mental case fanboy who tracks down his favourite actor. I do Get- remember reading it's based on, not not in exact detail, detail, but it is based on some Fanatic fans. Who he's met over who the he years. Who he has met yes, over the okay. years. So there is elements of some of the stories he's yeah. got put into this story. And it's in the context of a movie star, not a music star. Correct, that's right, yeah. So it is, it is a different context. But man, i got to tell you, I expected the trailer to be really whack. Like a dodgy Z-grade kind of yeah, movie, so to and say. You know yeah, sometimes with those movies, there are decisions that are made that are they're like made purposely over the top or purposely just bizarre for the sake of being bizarre. Like I expected you, that. Like, would you say... Over-the-top movies like Sharknado, like Sharknado for example. Yeah. Like, you know it's bad. Like it's, People call it, it's so bad it's good, essentially. Yeah. yeah. 
So I saw a trailer for a movie called Zombie Tidal Wave. Oh God, I saw that too. Yeah. No. I was yes. expecting something yeah, yeah. as bizarre as that. And then I saw it and like, I got to tell you, I think John Travolta is going to get a lot of props for his performance. Yes. Because he's really nailed someone with some real social anxiety and social Awkwardness and yeah, problems. Yeah, yeah. If you watch his eyes, he, he avoids eye contact yeah. at all times. He's distracted. He's he's obsessive, in a, like an obsessive compulsive sort of manner. Yeah, in that he's like, no, no, the, the, that's not right. You know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Thinks that everything that's going on is is real. Like he should yeah. be there meeting him. Yes. He has to be there yeah. and meet this person. Yeah, and it's it's weird because I myself being an avid fan of bands and members and people do weird things. You get caught up in the moment. We've all been there. We've all done that. You see someone you love and you freak out, right? I was watching this. There's a scene where he's waiting a, like a line to get his book signed. Yep. And I was like, I've been there. I've been in that situation. I know exactly how he feels when he's about to meet his hero and his idol. So like, mm. that's only a glimpse. But where's of- the line then? You know, like, where's the line where, like, you know, for instance, yes, you're nervous in that line, but then you get up there and you're like, Here's my record, and they sign it, and then you just like shuffle. You get your photo, maybe. Yeah, that's it. And then yeah. you shuffle off, and that's your day. Yeah. Where's the line then? Like, yeah, he even if you did just do that, and then that person might go, "Oh, geez, that guy's a bit weird." But that's the that's, that's where it ends. Yeah, 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 yeah. So where then does the person then take it to the next level where they're like, where they know where the person lives, they know their <laughs> schedule. They, like, how do you get to that point? I, Social media, Tim. Oh, Social God. media has changed the world dramatically. Everyone knows what everyone is doing because of things like Instagram stories, uh, you know, Twitter updates, exactly what yeah. you just said there. Yeah, that's the issue that bands, celebrities, identities have. They need to be aware that whatever they post up, they need to know that people will see this. It's a real conundrum, isn't it? Because it's like there's a fairly well-documented phenomena of you know celebrities having that sort of need for attention and all that sort of stuff. So in a lot of cases, social media can really feed that. Benefit and help, yes. Feed, well, yep. well, not necessarily benefit and help, but feed that like ego stroking. Yep, like, yep, feed okay, that I got sort you of now. Like, yep, yep. need for attention. But then it can become a real liability to them to be doing that because it can then give away their location. It can give away information about their loved ones. And it's like such a, like, a blessing and a curse for like a celebrity, but it's it's a horrible it's a horrible situation. Thing that you need to go out in the world and um you know rethink what you're doing. Like yeah. if you're gonna, if you're going to post a photo at a, a let's say a bakery or whatever, if you're one of these foodies, you need to realize that people are going to recognize where that is. They they're going to know that where you're you there are at exactly. that moment. Maybe have you have you ever had a situation where you've seen a celebrity or a musician? Let's have the sound wave days, right? Mm. Posting a photo that they're in Queen Street in Brisbane having breakfast. Have you ever had a situation where you're like, they're down there, I should go down there? Uh, I haven't been lucky enough to do that, no. But I've certainly, I've known people who have managed to track people down like that. Yep. Yeah, for sure. That's that's what I mean. It, it opens that whole world of like, you can get up close to these people mm. that you idolize, but they might not necessarily want to talk yeah. to anyone at that point in time. And then you become the creepy person who stands in the background, like pricey at Download Festival with Tom Morello. <laughs> I, I thought but I yeah. was very respectful. I you, don't think that was overly fair. Th- there's there's yeah. the, the fanatic in Fred yeah. Durst's film, and then there's the way you handed yourself, and that's completely ends of the spectrum. So I think you're... Yeah. Th- th- there might be a prequel made, and that's you <laughs> and those early years. 
the thing is though, man, is that fandom, the thoughts of, I want to meet that person, they start off the same. Nice, you, you relatable. I, yeah, like, you start off the same, but it becomes obsessive. Yep, yeah. it's that ability to, well, to go, oh, I'm taking this too far. Now. All it comes down to is that one interaction. You have one interaction with someone whoever it might be, and, and then you right think you're wrong. in. Yep, that's it. You think you're in. Tom DeLong has liked one of my tweets on Twitter, and now I think we're best friends. I have to hold <laughs> the, I have to hold myself back sometimes from like commenting on things he's doing like we're mates. We're not mates. It's just he's acknowledged me, Yeah. and now you've got that path of what you can do. You can maintain your integrity, or you can become a creepy fanboy or girl. Totally, yeah. totally. I think... 99.999999 recurring percent of people <laughs> percent of people are that respectful. So, you know, I, I'm interested to see a story told about mm-hmm. the person who takes it that too far. Yeah, you know? that's right. And, and learn what not to do in that situation. Yeah, or, you know, if it helps someone that has that social awkwardness um, understand a bit more about their social interactions. Yeah then I think that's positive. And we are learning something new from Fred Durst. Would you ever believe that in 2019, Fred Durst will be teaching us how to behave in public around celebrities? No. That deserves an Oscar right there, in my opinion. I don't care what anyone says. (laughs) Can you imagine seeing Fred Durst do an Oscar acceptance speech? (laughs) I'd be down for that. So, Brownie, last week we tried to predict what the four songs that UNFD were going to release this week were. <laughs> we already knew one of them, which was Void of Vision. Yep. We, we got that right. That was fine. We knew that one. And then we tried to predict the other three. We guessed things like Make Them Suffer, Thornhill, North Lane, Thornhill. Dead wrong. Yep. Absolutely dead wrong. Like we thought maybe there might be a new signing. We like to believe that we have credibility. We, we do, but when it comes to predicting things, we're not Nostradamus, all right? No. So, you know, don't come to us for next week's lotto numbers because we've just proven that we don't yeah. know what they are. Way off. What but, we did get, though, was a brand new take on a Hands Like Houses song featuring an indie artist called Sam Sara. Uh, it was a lighter take on one of their album tracks and uh, it was probably a more sort of pop rock, Look at that one song. Um, and then we also got a track, a really heavy track, from Straight From The Path. Yes, uh, Fortune Teller, yep. An overseas act uh, signed to UNFD in Australia. And then we also got another reimagined track from a UNFD artist. We got The Brave uh, reimagining their album title track, Aura, which was more like an electronic and ambient kind like, of sound. interlude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An interlude on their album turning it into and they partnered with Troy Brady who used to be in the Amity Affliction. Is that who worked on it? Ah, oh, yeah. that makes sense now. Yeah. They they rocked it. They it, absolutely yes. rocked it. Let me just add that in there. They really really belted it out of the park and the thing that connected most with like Ophelia and I listened to it in the office, the guitar solo. Yes. It really rips and it's really emotive and it was the thing that really stood out to us and it was the biggest like the raddest addition to the song, I believe. Yeah. And I was talking with the PR person from UNFD, and that was the thing that stood out to her as well. I didn't even have to prompt her or mention anything about the solo. She said, oh my God, that solo though. Yeah. And which I was like, yeah, same. So like wh- whoever played, I'm, I'm assuming it's Denim on the, on the track, he, he nailed it. This is a pure example of how to take something that you've done and better it. Yeah, Absolutely sure. better it. The first song, 
you know, like you said, it, it felt more version, like a, yeah, yeah, it felt more like an interlude. This can be a, a show closer now for the yeah. boys. This is great, and you know, and it's got a really big end too. So yeah, it would be a good one to end on. Have some streamers, have the smoke, <laughs> CO two go up. There That'd we go. Dope. Yeah, there you go. And they're heading out on tour as well. That the last tour they did was like the East Coast run, essentially. This one they're doing is the full fledged. Across the country, with Pride, one, Lands. Pride Lands. Yeah, so if you missed them last time, definitely go see them now, especially just for this song. Hell yeah, it was amazing. Um, when are we going to see Wage War in Australia, though? Uh, the problem with asking me that question is that I know, uh, oh. and, <laughs> and I can't answer. So, unfortunately, I can't predict that. Well, I'm not allowed. All right, so it's a situation of we have to wait, because they've just put it out is. these two new songs, and I- I'm frothing this album now. Yeah. Um, the Ghost Inside Boys, when they did their show recently, they said that they were listening to this album, and they were really getting into it. Hell yeah. After that, I'm not saying that I'm influenced by the Ghost Inside, but I'm a busy man. I went and listened to the album. Well done, Wage War. You've, yeah. you've made me a fan now. So they dropped on Tuesday uh, the track Prison, which is the heavier of the two, and then they also dropped... What I think is probably the radio track for the US. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah. Which is uh, Me Against Myself. Um, and so Prison really appeals to me. I, I just love my you heavy... You like the heavy stuff, I yeah. I like my heavy right, stuff, yeah. so that's the one I am, am sort of standing at the moment. Well, but. I'm noticing a lot of bands are doing this. They're releasing two songs to appeal to wider audiences. I Prevail were the first ones, yeah. I dare say, earlier on this year that did it. They had the heavy song and then they had the melodic song. Mm. Like... I actually now appreciate this because of the fact that you've got people like yourself, like me, who want to hear the heavy one, but then you've got the ones who are like, oh, it's a bit too heavy for me. I wish there was something softer. And then they've got that too. Yeah. So it's a smart marketing move. And I think more bands are starting to adopt this now. I was in an interesting position with that I Prevail two-track thing in that obviously Bow Down is like the super, super heavy song there. And that's the one that I was just so obsessed with. I just think it's a brilliant track. And... I had the job of taking both Bow Down and Breaking Down to Triple J for the pitch. Yep. And obviously I went in on Bow Down. As you should. But they went with Breaking Down. And it's not that I didn't pitch Breaking Down. That that was part of my pitch. Yep. But it wasn't the one I thought they'd go with. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad it did because it has had an absolute belting across Triple J. Like they've played it everywhere and in every time slot. Well, would you say now this is a smart marketing for, you know, those who are in bands who are listening to this right now to have two songs ready to go? Or does this oh, only work with bands that uh, are yeah, known? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't be recommending that to, to local bands rolling stuff out, you know, as their first thing. I've certainly worked campaigns for bands who have tried to do this. And media always, always focuses on one. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And the other one yeah. gets so left behind. And what it means is you, you get this track that is out there and media do know about it, but they didn't talk about it. And then you don't get a chance to release it again. So you don't have anything left in the tank to talk about. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree with you there. Yeah. But the thing that I was going to bring up was, could you have an effect of like what the Brave have just done and then they rework a song and bring it back? It just seems to be like a whole lot of work. That's a whole yeah, lot okay, of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, yeah. right. So, like, and when you're talking in the budgets that yeah, these guys, that's they right. don't have the budget, you know, they don't have a label backing them to go and make another version of the track or another film clip for the song or whatever. You know, you're working with what you got. Like... Honestly, if I were a local band, I'd be rolling out one song with a film clip, have a tour lined up, go from there. And then do it that way. Yeah, Yeah. okay, do the lead up. Yeah, you always end up with one track never going as well as you want it. 
but uh, the faction and Wall of Sound are celebrating our birthdays. Yay! One more time. Yay! <laughs> the faction two years young, yeah. believe it or not. I Yeah, I, it feels like longer to me because I spent a good seven, eight, nine months prior to it launching. Yeah, getting the ball rolling. The yeah, yeah, yeah. And getting the idea right, the app developed, everything. So it felt like a lot longer to me. So two years, I'm like, oh man, that's so that that was your pregnancy period, and oh, then when wow, it was born, see, too. there you go, yeah. But there in saying that, you did a lot during that period, yeah, as opposed yeah. to when and not discrediting people who were pregnant because they, you do a lot of work when you're at that point. It's just yeah. when the baby comes, you've got a lot more to do. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, yeah life gets a lot more busy. <laughs> um, and then you've got your sort of toddler. I mean. Five years is... Is it like a th- like a teenager by that point? <laughs> like, he's, he's got a mind of his own it's, now and... Yeah, it's past the toddler, isn't it? Yeah, is pretty it, much, he's yeah. A, he's, in he's, that, a he's, he's a child, he's a young child. He's very established, he knows what he wants and yeah. it's amazing that, like, a, a hobby that I use to has sort developed. of pass my time has now turned into something that's at this point where it is now. So five it's years... finding its legs. Yeah. It's, oh, actually, no, it's found its, it's legs. It's found its legs. It's it's running out the door now and, like, I'm trying to chase after it to put his, like, Metallica shirt on. Like, yes. He's gone out into the world to do his own thing. So to celebrate that's together cool. is, a, is, a, is a monumentous occasion and, like, it would be great to have everyone who's sort of been there and yeah. helped us along the way to come and celebrate. Come on down. And, and to do it at Crowbar too. Yeah. You know, like one, we love the people at Crowbar. Obviously, we host Crowyoke there. Yeah. We've both shared a lot of great times there. A in... lot of sad times. We've had some bro hugs there. We have. What better place to do it? We are located in Brisbane. So if you're around the area, August, August 30th is where we're doing this. We're going to have a couple of local bands coming through. The Wild Heart Boys are performing. They are just some of the nicest boys you'll ever meet. And some of the fiercest performers I've Correct. seen as well. Correct, yeah. It's really cool. And then also the Meliorist guys and... And they're a band that I've worked with this year um, doing PR and they've just done the glow up. I love it. Yes, exactly that. Yeah. I I worked with their previous record and it was cool, but I I can see the progression from that EP to this that they put out this year. The glow up is so good. I love it. They've really found their style. They found a sound and it was just like, okay, there's something here. These guys are... They're going to be something. And now sure. we've got them. So this is your opportunity yeah. to come, come see down. see them for free. Yes. That's the thing we're going to point out as well. There's a whole stack of prizes there. We'll do karaoke afterwards. Yeah. We'll make a night of it. Come down and, and get amongst it. Yeah. August 30 is also the release date for Wage War. So we're going to we're gonna spin that record and we'll probably have some giveaways for yes. that. We're going to be giving away a Northlane Node box set. Because... <laughs> You know, why not? Exactly. We've got one of those to give away. Um, we've got you know, shirts, we're gonna raid the, shirts. We're going to raid the prize cupboard and we're going to see what we've got. We'll bring it all down there and we want you to be there. So if you're around... We want to give you yeah, the prezzies. Come down and then come have a scream at Kroyoki afterwards. Yeah. Like The best way to wrap up August to celebrate a birthday is with screaming and that's the best way we do it. Hell yeah. Well, that's wrapping up episode 11 of the Matter of Faction podcast this week. Do not forget to... Smash that subscribe button. You know where it is. He's Brownie, I'm Pricey. Cheers, as Boy. You've been listening to the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie.